I got my guy Q in here, and I'm your host, Kyle Cognitori. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Big Ten basketball. And I just so happen to have some of my favorite Big Ten hoopers on the show today. Anthony Tucker of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Jordan Taylor of the Wisconsin Badgers, Trevor Mbakwe of the Minnesota Gophers. But before we get into the college hoops, why don't you fellas give us a little rundown of how you guys know each other? Which one of you wants to start first? Tinder. Can I say quickly, I had, I thought your last name was Cognitor for the last, like, six years, bro. That's the first time I had ever heard it pronounced the correct way. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trent. Thank you. Hold on, hold on. What is it? Cognitory? The the real way to say it is Cognitore. The the American way is Cognitory. What is that, Italian? What, what was what was the first yeah. way to say it? Cognitore. No, nah, he's trying to get fancy on the audio now. Look, we ain't doing this, Kyle. <laughs> what? Right. right. What? Mob ties. Mob ties. All right, well, how you guys know each other? <laughs> Come on. Who's starting? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. All right. So, I met Tuck first. I've known Tuck since we was, like, what, 12, 13? Something like that, you know, young pups, you know. So we we known each other for a minute. Uh, where we meet at? At Eden Prairie Rec, uh, I think, when he came to play for Magic, and then we was on the same team. And he was like six. That boy, he was like six four, and like when he was thirteen, I think. Uh, no, athlete, he was big as hell. Or maybe I was just little. I was like five one. I was gonna. Yeah, you show. were little. Yeah, I was tiny. But anyway, I'm and, then, and then yeah, I was tiny. I was tiny. I was little. And then I met Trev, um, what, when we was like 16, and he forced me to drive him home. He was going to rob me if I didn't drive him from uh, Champlain all the way to the Mall of America. So I had no choice there. Clearly, I was 5'1", and it was, it was loose, loose, but that's how I know everybody. They let you drive at 5'1"? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the see. Here you go with your politics. You need to treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. Small people could drive. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what the hell I was doing at Champlain Park here. Why were we in Champlain Park? I think we Marcus had no business. Had no Marcus business Hill being out that way. Party. No, I think Marcus Hill had a party out there. Brooklyn Park. Not Champlain. No, oh, I see. I see. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, just hooping, man. We all growing up. Tuck, I don't, yeah, Jordan, a good memory. I don't remember Tuck. I don't know him, man. I met probably Tuck played when he gave us forty piece at Minnetonka, and I think I had no choice but to like him because he ain't break a sweat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when, like, when we actually met. Like, I would just say sometime early in high school, probably like fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah, because I think it was your sophomore year when y'all played us. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, we played against you. I mean, I remember playing against you, like, I think you played for the T-Birds. Like the T-Birds, T-Gang. And I played for Apple Valley. Hey, champs, Q. Look, I got me a title, too, Q. Hey, we all winners around here, man. Let's <laughs> talk about Big Ten basketball, huh, boys? Yeah, let's talk it. about what it was like when you played or what it's like right now. Which one you want to start with? I think it's better when we played, to be honest with you. But... I could be biased. 
Penn, Penn State and Rutgers were the two best teams in the Big Ten this year. That's that, to me. That's that's, that's enough. <laughs> no, I just I just think. I mean, I just think we just had like just growing up is always a battle. Like you know, every team was loaded. When Tuck was at Iowa, you know, he, you know, he was killing. We just every every day was a dogfight. You know, from the top to bottom, but. You know, it's, it's good, but, you know, man, I'm just being biased. But when I look at, the, you know, the talent now compared to, you know, seven, eight years ago, it's it's night and day to me, which, which I think. I think the biggest difference in watching now is that there's no, like, there's no dominant program. Um, like, Michigan State at one point was ranked number one this year. They got to be, like, that's got to be one of the worst number one teams of all time because that, I mean, they were mediocre at best. And... So, like, I just remember, like, the whole time we were in high school and in college and stuff, there was Michigan State, Wisconsin. There was, like, really dominant programs. And this year it was just kind of – I mean, it's been like that for the last couple of years. There's just a lot more parity, it seems like. Yeah. yeah, that's college as a whole, too, like you said. But, yeah, like, you know, we see these Michigan States, Ohio States, you know, the teams that are usually predominantly the top teams. It's like, damn, like, I wish I could play against <laughs> these right. teams. Even like, at Wisconsin team, you know, I give Jordan crap about Wisconsin, but when I watched them play this year, I was just like, "That's that team that looked good to me." Same I was, with, yeah, same thing with Purdue too. Like Purdue was perennially like a power, and now they're just like they're always just middle of the pack. Like it's just the teams that were that were dominant. I would say like when we were coming up, like, it just doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Yeah, for me, I'd say it's uh, it's hard to judge just because. I think it, I mean I think it was definitely better when we were playing, and obviously before too. But it's always hard to judge because I feel like older people will say the same thing about us after. Right. I feel like it's you know, it's kind of because you don't really growing up you idolize not idolize but you cheer for guys you cheer for like Devin Harris at Wisconsin or Chris Humphries at Minnesota. So by the time you know we go and then we leave, and then you look like damn I did what they did. You almost like put yourself. Yeah, on the pedestal, pedestal with them in a way, but you so you look down on the other people that you don't know much about. So I think that it's better, but shoot, it might not be. I mean, they might be really good players, and the game has just slowed down to us, where you know the way we, they don't see the game the way we do. So right. it's gonna look, you know, what I'm saying. So you know, you're supposed to progress and elevate in basketball and everything. I just feel like you get to a point where you feel like you elevated, and now you just always gonna look down, kind of in a way at. Um, you know, other stuff. You could say, oh, he's got talent, but you never going to say it's like, oh, better than we were. So that's how I think about it. But I don't know. Do you feel like recruits have been different with uh, the way college basketball is going after kids versus when you guys were getting recruited and going into college? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so oh, I don't All right, Tony. No, I'm saying like, you know, you're, you're seeing the blue bloods really focus on going after like the one and done kids. And, uh, I mean, you're not seeing kids really stick it out longer. Or, you know what I mean? Especially this year is an odd class because you have a lot of kids going out one and done that if it was a different year, they probably would be in at least two years. I mean, some are saying this is just a weaker draft class, which I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't been following enough. But I know there's been a lot of guys that are just coming in and out that they said if it was any other year, they wouldn't be able to do that. 
I think to Tuck's point initially, I think as far as basketball, just like how close everything is now, it's because mid-majors and like a lot of those schools, since those players are staying in college longer, you know, they're better. They know the game, they understand the game better, which is making these upsets. You know, it was like beginning of the season, the number one team went down six of the, you know, seven first weeks to the nine-ranked teams because, you know, got a lot more upperclassmen staying in college. And, you know, like the Blue Bloods, you know, they have a lot of one and done. So they have these Zion Williamson's and these tough, tough <clears throat> these top guys only in school for one year. And I think that's what made college, you know, maybe more competitive because of, the, of those situations and gave mid-majors and like lower top teams better chances to winning big or, you know, being more consistent winning. You guys agree with that? Yeah, I think I think another thing is is transferring. I mean, ironically enough, coming from me, but like transferring now is like guys can play right away. They they're granting the eligibility waiver so easily and guys are kind of using that to shop like where they're transferring to. You got guys transferring within the big 10 playing like, you know, eligible to play right away and stuff like that. So I think that kind of changes the landscape as well, where guys, I mean, when we were playing, like if you were transferring, it was like you were sitting out regardless like nobody was getting eligibility waivers and and stuff like that so now it's kind of a thing where like you put your name in the transfer portal or whatever they call it and guys are kind of shopping around like okay where can I go and where can I play right away and get this waiver from NCAA you know that transfer portal is crazy yeah. it's like what 300 some this year I was yeah. like damn so everybody so yeah. Jordan yeah I mean I would agree with that I think that you know, damn. he I piggyback think. off me though initially yeah, 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 but and he stayed. You know, I, 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 ain't lie, I ain't gonna lie to you. I stopped listening to your ass. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. we can we can cuss on this show. It's on after ten uh, p.m. We'll be all right. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it is okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> no, but Tuck just made it sound you know to the point. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. <laughs> oh. No, but honestly, but, you know, the transfer for me is probably the biggest thing just because you can't – it also kind of – it doesn't deter you from leaving school. Um, you know, so some schools might want guys to transfer or whatever. In the past, you kind of forced guys out, I guess. Um, so now it's just kind of like that takes the pressure off the coaches, takes the pressure off the players. If you just want to leave and go play somewhere, just go do it like a free agent. I mean, it, it's pretty cool to give that power back to the players. I mean, I think you would have really loved that, Tuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that they're working towards different things. Like, at some point, I think guys are just going to be able to transfer without doing the eligibility waiver. Like, everyone's going to be able to transfer once or something like that because at this point, it's just getting out of hand, especially with, like, another thing is, like, the grad transfer uh, rule. Where you, like, we didn't have that. That kind of started right after where guys are graduating in three years or whatever and then going to play. So you got guys, you got low major and mid-major guys finishing their degree at their school and then transferring to the high major programs, which that's, I mean, the advantage of having a guy who's played three or four years in a system and then, like, they're ready to play. So having them jump into, to, you know, teams where they're helping immediately, like, I think that helps a lot too. But that really only benefits, like, like high major schools. Like Travis Reed do with Kentucky, right? Yeah. 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 I mean that that's a I I I feel like anything that can help the players is is a huge thing. I, I think there's too much power for the schools in general. 
So anything that could help kids, I think they should definitely benefit from that. In my personal opinion, I feel bad that it's taking this long for it to even be that way. I'm surprised yeah. it still aren't getting paid, to be honest. Yeah, it's stupid in the first place. You have these coaches who sell dreams to players, and after whenever they get a chance to leave, they can leave with no penalty. And then you have players, and then you got to sit out a year, and it's just it just never made any sense. Yeah, you you had a real tough time with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, but but yeah, the NCAA, it's they they're not got no choice but to change the way they do business moving forward. You know, it might be a little bit longer than everybody wants, but you know, it's heading down that path. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm i all for power to the players and all that, obviously, as a player, but at the same time, I think it's a slippery slope when you do stuff like that. I think it can get out of hand real quickly, and you know, everybody hates the NCAA, the evil empire corporation, but at the same time, a lot of us did benefit off the NCAA, and it's made, like it gave us things, even as kids, like you strived and you didn't know about all this when you was growing up. So it's like it makes you strive. You strive to play college basketball. Like that's step one for any of these people. by the NCAA, I'm not saying that they do do anything wrong or whatever. I'm just saying when you start giving more power and power to the players, you kind of something else is created, probably right. But I mean, that's not always uh, the best solution. So. Okay, I, I respect that. That's a good good response. I never even thought of it that way. I do have a. This is the zinger I was telling you about off air. Did you guys see that LaMelo Ball purchased the Australia team that he played on today? Yeah, I saw that tonight. Yeah, it's big time. And he's thinking that he's going to recruit high school kids to skip out on college to play a year overseas, take his route to go to the NBA following year with top prospects. See, in my opinion, that's, that's, I think that's something that's already wrong when you start giving all these players power. Like, all right, that's great that he can buy his with the team and everything. But now he's talking about recruiting. 16-year-olds to go overseas and play for a year. You got a 19-year-old trying to lead a 16-year-old. Like, that's not in – a, in a major decision, like a major decision. And like, like, I'm not saying that you can't help people out or whatever, but that's a major decision to entrust the night, like to listen to, oh, I went over there and worked out great for me. That's how you get guys who need to go to college for three years trying to go overseas and play, and then that's really changing their life for real. And I, ironically enough, it didn't really work out great for him. Like, he got injured and missed over half the season. I mean, he was going to get drafted regardless. Like, so, I mean. Might be top pick, right? Yeah, but that's not because, like, he's a completely different story. Yeah, it's not because he went over there. Yeah. He gets drafted number one. He can't, like, sell, he can't sell that, like, his, he can't sell his story to other people because he's in a much different situation. Right. He's going he to end up selling it to someone like me when I was in high school. It's like, nah, bro, you need to be in school. At least, at least three. <laughs> like, nah. So, and then instead they go over there, now all of a sudden they're over there, they lost, and, you know, they over there doing what they want to do in Australia, you come back, still ain't no good. Like, it's just bad. Well, the, the crazy thing I think about that story was last year, this time, he was finishing up his high school season. He was trying to play college ball. But the NCAA was saying, no, because you made money off yourself already. But he, he was heartbroken because that's what he wanted to do. No, he only wanted to play college basketball because they told him that he couldn't. Yeah, probably. Like, that, that was a whole – that was part of the whole LeVar Ball thing. Like, 
they initially were like, no, we're not, we're not dealing with the NCAA. We're good, like, we're going to go make money, go play professionally, all that stuff. And then as soon as his eligibility got taken away, they're like, oh no, like we want him to be able to play. Like that's just, that's part of their marketing ploy and that's how they operate, which is why this isn't going to like him purchasing the team. First of all, there's still import rules in Australia. So you can like, he's going to get one high school kid and then they're not going to be competitive. And then he's going to sell the team in a year or two years. Like it's, it's almost an irrelevant story. <laughs> I never thought, I'm, I'm glad I brought up this tape. So I didn't even think of it that deep. I like it. I like it. You got anything, Trevor? I think what Tuck said is absolutely right. We hit around now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I support Tuck. <laughs> All right, well, let's bring it back to Big Ten basketball. Um, on Facebook yesterday, my brother Josh actually commented, and he wanted to know which, for each one of you, who is the biggest trash talker you played against in the Big Ten? Mm. Oh, that's tough. Biggest trash talker in the Big Ten. There wasn't a lot that I could think of. I know Draymond, he was, he was a big trash talker. But uh, Draymond talking like that in college. That's what I'm saying. No, he wasn't talking about it. It wasn't that point, but... Uh, you know, coaches have leashes on us. You only can say a little thing, you might say and make your breath for some... Especially for me, tell me the old school, so that I couldn't... Not much you really talk on the court. I guess he had more than a leash on Draymond. He wasn't talking I would say... There was one dude actually from Iowa. Who's the dude from Iowa? I hated fucking play... Or excuse me. I hated playing against him. Uh, from New York. He used to talk so much. She was like the all freshman, uh, Cartwright? all freshmen. No, big man from New York. Oh, uh, Melson Basabi. Yeah, oh, I hated him. Oh, so he was the worst. I would say, I would say like Manny Harris. Manny Harris would just like, he would just say like weird, like slick stuff to you. Like, if you were one of them. I don't know. What was I was, what'd you say? What was one of the lines? I mean, not like anything that, like, I mean, he would just be like, like, just tell you that you couldn't guard him and stuff. But like, he was just, it was just, nobody else was really talking. So like for him to be doing it, <laughs> like, like you're so locked into like what you're doing and try not to mess up like the game plan and stuff that like, you really have, like, you're not just out there hooping. At least I wasn't. I was, <laughs> I was trying to stay at home. Yeah, I didn't want to be on film the next day. I was trying to, right. my, my way of trash out who's yelling. I'll just be yelling just to yell. <laughs> that was all. Sure did. <clears throat> what about you, Jordan? Man, uh, that's tough. I can't. You can't think of anybody because he was the one doing all the talking. <laughs> nah, I didn't really talk that much. Uh, I talked a little bit, but not that much. I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't. Remember. We got big fans. It's a good, clean cut league. <laughs> we do we do we do things the right way. No, I really don't know. Juice Thompson talked a little bit. So I remember. Uh, uh, Juice is dirty though. Juice is doing all that nut grabbing and all yeah, that extra yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. Is he the dirtiest uh, player? Yeah, he's one. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Nah, Matt Gaines. Matt Gaines is the dirtiest player. He'd be doing that stuff too. Matt Gaines would, would, yeah, Matt Gaines would do stuff like he would try to end people's career. He was like what Grace Allen was doing, but it just wasn't catching, wasn't catching national recognition. Or like Brad Davidson. Yeah. Who's the dirtiest player to you, Jordan? 
the dirtiest has got to be probably Juice. Probably Juice. He said, well, I didn't hear what Trash said. He said, like, Brad Davidson. Is that what you look at? What you say? Uh, Q said that. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin, man. I'm not saying that. Nah, Brad Davidson, he's dirty, though. Oh. is the best alma mater. I don't think Brad's dirty. I think some of the plays he's had have looked worse than they are, to be honest. But How many chances you get before you consider a dirty player? I think that he uh, <clears throat> those little shortcut things, personally, and it's just like he's not good at it. But I don't think he's <laughs> like, like all the ones they say he hit the dude in the nuts in Marquette. He was like, he was clearly trying to have his leg. Arm around the leg, yeah. And he just like, he looked like a bull in a china shop doing it, to be honest. But it's like, same thing with, uh, who do you do against the Gophers? Who is it against the Gophers? He like slid underneath them. Uh, might have been Dre. No, that was Josh. Mason was. That was Josh. Uh, Josh Dosser, wasn't it? No, no, no. Brad, Brad, did Brad it. had a play too like two years ago. Oh, I thought and Josh was Dre. Dre. Maybe his body should be like. I think it was Jordan Murphy. Yeah, I think it was Jordan Murphy. And all the Gopher fans thought he needed to get locked up. I was like, dang, what's it? <laughs> The man's doing what he's taught to do. He's just trying to do like trying to make a play. It looks bad. I don't think he's out here trying to hurt people. Grayson Allen, yeah, I, I, I could fall for that though. But at what point do you be like, all right, man, this is Grayson Allen is like deliberately trying to kick people. It's not the same. <laughs> literally, like he was crazy. He was wild. It's not the same. And Brad gets that Grayson Allen like comparison. So, nah. <laughs> in my opinion yeah. so which alma mater is the best alma mater you guys fight to the death over this or what? not a conversation when it comes to basketball it's not a con- basketball and football not a conversation I don't even know why you asked that question you should have scrapped it got to call your producer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. Jordan, Jordan thinks Wisconsin is a blue-collar school right now, so let's just do it like blue that. Blue-collar. I said you see, you, you see, yeah, or blue, whatever program, blue-collar program. Not blue-collar. Oh, this is exactly why you can't talk to Trev, because he don't even <laughs> blue-collar. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> hey, they're a hard, hard, hard working program. My bad. No, I do not think Florida puts Wisconsin up there with, with the Dukes and the Kentucky. No, I do don't not. lie. Don't get on Zoom star line, sir. This is this is he trails though. Have you, ever, have you ever said that? Have you ever said that though? Never in my life. Never in my wildest dreams. I said Wisconsin is the second or tied for second for the best program in the Big Ten since two thousand. Yeah, Michigan State. Who's tied for second? Ohio State? Michigan State is one, and then Ohio State and Wisconsin are. Ohio State, I'll give them the nod if you want to talk about pros and all that, obviously. Then they, then they get the nod. What about, what about Michigan? About college success? Michigan. Bro, we since need... 2000 or 2010? Since 2000. Oh, for the last two decades or something. What, what difference does it make? 2010? Hey, last last decade, you could put Michigan up there. Bro. Huh? Michigan got two Final Fours in the last 10 years? No. Michigan not up there the last 10 years. You take out those two years, they probably got one or two other ones. Like, no, nah, Michigan. Okay, you take out Wisconsin two years ago, Final Four, too. Like, what do they have? 
a couple of what? second round exits. No, fool. They went to we went Sweet Sixteen, Sweet Sixteen, uh, first round, Final Four, Final Four. Sweet no, I say you take out those two Final Fours just like you're Michigan you, two years if you, out. If you listen, if you listen, since 2011, Sweet Sixteen, Sweet Sixteen, first round, Final Four. Final four, take out those two that you're talking about. Okay, so go after that. I'm listening. Sweet 16, sweet 16. Okay. Then we missed the tournament. Then we won the Big Ten. And we were about to be a four seed. So, no, 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 no. This is why Simple fact. Simple fact. That's all we need. What's the next question, moderator? <laughs> oh uh, okay, I got one for you. I mean, this is this is a hypothetical world, but we're living in what ifs right now. What if we did get all three of you on the same team? What if Minnesota could actually keep town in state? And I mean, Tuck, with all the, I don't know if you had the same experience with recruiting as Tuck did with Dan Munson and the Tubby deal when it was all kind of going on. He didn't have the greatest experience. I don't know what your experience was like with the Gophers. And Trev, you, I mean, you bolted to Marquette. Yeah. What would it have been like if all three of you could have stayed in the state? I know you're a year older, but <laughs> what do you think could have even been done? I mean, I, I think I, I think every Gopher fan especially wants to know what it could have been like if Royce, Trevor, and Rodney all played together at the same time. But right now I'm talking about you three. A zone defense? It's not. To me, Jordan, you was all your first team on defense. That is zone. Hey, that's how you know. I don't know. What, I don't know what Jordan did to them. He got first team on defense. I don't know how. I don't know. What he did. I, I think that's been just the toughest challenge. Is Minnesota can't keep their state talent. You know, I understand when the Dukes and them come calling, but you know, when you lose players to. Other programs that I don't really think is an upgrade. That's 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 what frustrates me. But we've had so much talent come through in the years that we did have the talent stay in. You know, obviously it's with the Royce and my situation and stuff like that, it just never panned out the way it should have been. But we've always had talent in Minnesota. Now with social media the way it is, and you know, players getting more opportunities to showcase themselves, I think it's been better. But you know, if we, obviously you keep you know even two of the top guys in the class here, or whatever situation is, it's going to be a competitive team. Just from in-state town alone, then you get some of those, you know, players from Wisconsin, North Dakota, you know, just in the surrounding area alone, just off that, man, it's definitely big. But, you know, when Munson was here, he was terrible at recruiting. Like, that's why part of the reason I didn't stay. I'm sure part of the reason, like, Tuck and Jordan were interested right away or from the beginning. So, that's just my, that was my experience coming up. I think Jordan and I had the same experience with Munson because we were sitting in the room together. No, I didn't have no experience with Munson. He didn't want me. No, when he when he told us after uh, after we played each other like sophomore year, he was like, "It's like, yeah, I don't know if you guys are Big Ten talents." <laughs> like, um, to both y'all, we were sitting by each other. Like he came up to yeah. us, and was talking to us, and he said that we kind of looked at each other like, oh, "I guess we're not going here." <laughs> <laughs> he went out his way to tell y'all that. Maybe he's motivating y'all. That's maybe that's what it was. I, look, I mean, whatever, whatever he was trying to do, it worked. Nah, Munson was trash. <laughs> like, he was trash. Yeah, so, I mean, I, like like Trevor was saying, like, I think that's part of the reason that 
Michigan State is good. Michigan State seems to be able to get – they always seem to have, like, the Mr. Basketball for Michigan, and then, like, they're able to get supporting cast, like, members and stuff. Because, I mean, obviously part of it you have to look at, too, is, like, guys aren't going to stay. And, like, for me, Munson's big thing when they did actually offer me was, like, oh, but we have Blake ahead of you. And so it was, like, like guys aren't going to come in and play – right behind someone that's only a class above them because that's, you know, you, you don't know what your, your fate's going to be. So, I mean, obviously you want to, if you can keep all the top talent, that's ideal, but also you want to get like complimentary players, like supporting players. Like I don't think it would necessarily make sense for Jordan to come in if Al was there or for me to go if Blake was there um, and scenarios like that. So, but I mean, obviously if you were, if we were able to keep, you know, some of our, our in-state talent in-state, like, I think we would have a competitive team. But I think you could say that for pretty much every state, too. But, like, the top teams are doing it. Wisconsin, for example, Iowa's in their top Iowa dudes are committing early, you know, stuff like that. But so the difference is that Iowa only – Iowa doesn't just have Minnesota, though. Iowa still has to compete with, like, Iowa State for all the – like, they so it makes it even so it's even worse. So I but I was getting their top guys most times. I, from what I no, you think I would get all their top guys? No, but I'm sure I like I would even get the guy the same guys that Minnesota loses from their state. I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, Iowa specifically has struggled. I mean, Iowa's not like, getting the Harrison Barnes just like Minnesota's not getting like. Tyler. Yeah, but I, but I'm saying like you, yeah, those guys understand. With like Coach K and all them come calling, you got to go. Roy Williams come calling, like that makes sense to me. But like when you lose, when you leave to go to uh, Colorado, you know those situations doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. Like, I mean, as far like you're saying when people are going to like to programs that are pretty much the equivalent. Like there's no, it's not a, it's not a blue blood school. It's, and you're not going, you're not going Ivy league for academics or something. Like you're literally just going to a different school because you, you like the coach better or something like that. So, right. Yeah. I feel like I would other places like that lose their top guys to other outstate schools, not just the Dukes and all that, but. I don't no, I'm sure it happens. I'm not saying that it happens. I don't know much about Iowa. I'm just saying that's a different situation because Iowa has, what, three, four of the different schools in the, in the country or in their, their state. We have nobody else. So, like, it makes no – like, you can't compare the two. We're losing ours to other states like Wisconsin. Like, I'm, I don't – I mean, it maybe is different for me because I – what school they – what, Jordan? What you got to say? <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Keep talking, man. I'm listening. I'm, but uh, so yeah, but yeah, nah, obviously I was not getting all the top guys. If they were, then they would be competing for a big, actually competing for a Big Ten title every year. I would assume. Or no? Do you think Iowa the state uh, is getting the same kind of talent that the state of Minnesota it. has? Hmm? One more Do you stuff? think the state of Minnesota, or I mean, the state of Iowa has the same kind of talent as the state of Minnesota has as far as basketball goes? I don't know anything about. It's, that's, it's hard to say. I mean, the reason why I ask that, I think that Minnesota is a pretty big hub for basketball in general. I think like, they've had a weird influx of talent, like, in the last five years. It's just been, like – because I don't think we've had that prior, so I don't know. I don't necessarily know that it's, like – that it's – like that wave started with you guys back in 08. I feel like it's kind of been steady ever since 08. Our class, me and George's class, been horrible. Uh, a hub where? A hub like in the in the Midwest or what? Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, I mean, do you I, agree I, or you disagree? No, no, in the Midwest, for sure, I'd agree. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah. I feel like... I, probably, it seems, I feel like Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. Probably more so. But maybe even Missouri. Probably Missouri. I mean, I'm not saying that it's over Chicago or anything like that. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying that there's Hoopers here. It's not... Okay, you know what I'm saying right now, Jordan. Don't be. No, I really didn't. I really didn't. Right? Cool with me right I think part of it for Minnesota is that we're so used, like, even though Minneapolis is probably the best city as far as, like, campus and stuff like that in the Big Ten, I think a lot of it is because we've been so close to the, like, it's, like, even they build this nice ass new stadium, like, or athlete village and stuff like that. It's not as interesting because, like, it's in our backyard. You know, we're we're growing up playing there in the summer. It's like it's not nothing special to us. So I think that's has. I think that at times maybe plays a negative part for you know a lot of local dudes who instead of staying home because like us oh, down the street, it's nothing special. It's not like going to a college town. You know, just like somewhere in the middle of nowhere, the Evanston's or Iowa or the situation is. So I think that's this talking with Patino. I think that's kind of maybe been a challenge for him too, just kind of keeping some, you know, people in the state. Because you know, I, going to college, I wanted to kind of get away. Like I wanted to, you know, go far, but not too far. But staying home wasn't like didn't sound as appealing to me. Okay, you see, and I, I now that you brought up the the city itself, I mean, it, it does make sense if somebody lived here thinking it's not as special. But I feel like that would be a huge, you know cue for people to say, oh, man, the Minneapolis is actually a pretty sweet city. There is a lot to do there. There's always going to be something to do. Whereas if you said you went to some of these other places where it is, you're just, that's all you got is where you're at. There's no other options. You know what I mean? Like, Iowa, like, Tuck, you said there's no sports team out in Iowa. You, the college is their pro team. Right. I mean, you're kind of out there, and that's all there is is just Iowa. And I'm saying there's a lot of other schools in the Big Ten with the same situation. You think that Minneapolis would have that head up on everybody else as far as recruiting goes if you came to see what the facilities I, I guess back you know how many years ago did they build that the new stuff i mean four or five so i mean it's, it's fairly new so i can understand then if the facilities weren't there but now the facilities are there yes yeah, so there's no excuse they'd be steamrolling people right now yeah i think another big big problem is that nobody like with the way that recruiting has gone, nobody wants to be that first guy. Like nobody wants to be the guinea pig and be like, oh, I'm going to stay home. And because it doesn't happen overnight. Like, like we haven't really had like a transcendent talent that would be able to kind of shift the culture. Like it's going to take a couple guys doing it together. And we haven't gotten that. Like no, no two guys have been like, you know, besides Royce and Rodney, like that would, if Royce and Rodney had been able to, to do what everyone kind of thought that they were going to do. I think things would be different, but nobody wants to be the guinea pig with their college career being like, oh, I'm going to stay home, which is why we're not getting the top talent right now. And it's also part of the reason guys are going to, like I would say Wisconsin's getting all the top talent from Minnesota. Like that's kind of the, that's the thing. Like with these guys is they're like, Wisconsin's a better option. And so like nobody wants to, to be that first one, and when nobody wants to be the first one, nobody goes. <clears throat> Throw Mark yeah, Taylor to the mix also. It's just like, you know, a lot of, you know, they're getting some of the top guys. They've had a few top guys from Minnesota go there, commit there over the last four, three, four years, too. So, right. But I think, like you said, if Royce, you know, he stays, 
you know, then you build off that, you go to, you have some success, the Royce coming in town, and then that, the next guy comes in town, just kind of build off that. And part of it too, you know, you never know how long the coach is. You know, this might be Patino's last year, so a top high school recruits, not like, you know, going to it, not knowing if he's going to be the coach for another year or two. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you think about a, a kid that I know that I, I've hooped with a few times, Dawson Garcia. Um, you know, he was talking to some of the Blue Blood schools, but ended up choosing Marquette. I feel like that's a huge dagger to Minnesota when you're losing guys like that. You know, like you said, you lose them to Duke, you lose them to Kentucky, you lose them to North Carolina or something like that. That makes sense. But if you're losing somebody to Marquette like that in, in the state, especially with everything we have to offer, you wonder what it is. Is it, is it the coach? Is it, I mean, what is it? What is making it not appealing? Culture. The culture? In my opinion, like, I mean, like Chuck said, if Royce and Rodney would have been able to do something, and then and Trev came back, and they would have gone to, like, a Final Four or something. They might have been able to turn to hopefully roll that into, like, a monopolizing Minnesota talent, basically. Because, I mean, if Minnesota was good, and they were, I mean, competing for Final Four or Sweet 16, I don't know anybody here who wouldn't go there. Right. Honestly, I feel it feels like that. Most, I mean, maybe a okay, a couple. I feel like, you know, dudes like maybe Gary Trent or something. Even though he went to Duke, I'm saying he wouldn't even – because, you know, maybe his ties here. I don't know. He grew up here, though, his whole life? Yeah. I, I don't know about his whole life, but, I mean, his dad played for the Wolves. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Should, so, I don't know. Maybe, or, like, the, the Master Peace kids who come in here from somewhere else. But, yeah, I don't know. That's just, I feel like it would be easy for them if they could just win it, win some games. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. I, you wonder about what it would have been. I mean, I, I could easily see a Final Four with those three. The so other thing that's weird is is that like with most in most situations like it's kind of a domino effect. Like if if let's say the Mister Basketball doesn't go, this is how it works for other states. Like the Mister Basketball doesn't go, then they're still getting the second best player or the the third best player. We're literally missing. Like we don't get anyone. And then every year the incoming freshman class is a bunch of guys from different places nobody's ever heard of. And that like that's part of the culture too. Like it's not there's no draw to come in here and then there's no draw for the fans to come. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's like a, it's like a never ending cycle. It seems like right now. Right. And I say that, uh, you know, it's, it's not like, it's hard to, it's hard to keep like big or I guess five-star talent in the big 10 in general. There's only so many places that five stars are going. So when you lose, you know, Wisconsin has a, Wisconsin has a hard time keeping like the, the five-star guys, but all of them want to go to Wisconsin because they win. The only reason they don't want to go to Wisconsin is because of the style of play. So it's like those Jalen Johnson, like Wisconsin would probably be getting those Jalen Johnson, the Tyler Harrow's, like would have kept on to him. And that's only because they're doing, they went to a couple final fours, they win enough. So, and they got all the other schools, Marquette and all that. But in Minnesota, if you did that a little bit, then I feel like you get a lot of those dudes. So. How do you think you changed that? Culture. How do you, how do you, I mean, do you think you, if, if you're missing out on the top, what, three, four players in the state, you still giving, giving it to players that people know, at least in the state, to try to change uh, that? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, I don't know that I'm that much about the Gophers, like AD and all that. Is he from Minnesota? I got no Ooh. idea. I think AD. I'm, yeah, they're AD. What's his name? Like Tim Coyle or whatever? Mark, Mark Coyle or Coyle? Mark Coyle, yeah, whatever. 
I feel like they, I don't know. I feel like Minnesota is a place where you got to have like strong Minnesota ties and like people that actually care about Minnesota, like as a state and love it here. Like, I feel like Patino is probably a good coach, but he's, this is like a stepping stone for him. Like, I don't think that he has a lot invested in Minnesota. So, he's been here already seven like, years, so that's been crazy. I, huh? Okay, that's crazy to think he's been here for seven years already. Right. And it's just like, and he's been mediocre, right? And, I think that even if it was someone like Ken Novak, or even obviously he probably can't do the job because of sickness, but like someone like that, I would if he was capable of the job, that's who I would hire to start trying to change it. Yeah, I think just losing. I think Ben Johnson was a big loss too. You know, he was big for us so being a his local guy, played at the U. He was getting some of his top guys to come in. But I think losing him to Xavier, like you said, is just like you have you have assistants coming in and out. You lose your top in-state recruiter, you know, and then it's just like, like what what do you do now? How do you make it work? But you have a coach who's on the hot hot seat every year. It's just like you know that's why Wisconsin's been good for so long. You had one coach for 15, 20 years. Like Michigan State, Izzo's been there for so long. That's how you build a program because you have the consistency. Like you said, like Tuck said, you don't get the you don't get the you know the best guy, but you at least can get two of the top four guys in that class or somebody. You know somebody's going to, want to partner up, especially nowadays how people package up. So um, maybe maybe Dan Hatura might be the thing. You know he's he's a big recruit coming out. He stayed. Um, and maybe, you know, he get, might be a first-round pick and just kind of build off that and go from there and see how that works. But like I said, it's like you don't see many five-stars, period, really going to the Big Ten as it is. So um, that, that's the issue itself. I got a – I I don't know if I told you guys this because Tevin didn't tell us, but we're live streaming right now. Oh, shit. There's some people on Facebook that have written some questions that they want to know. And the <clears> most <throat> recent one right now is Ask Jordan – if the Sweet 16 game against Syracuse haunts him, it still haunts me. Ryan Peterson, UW alum and diehard Badger fan. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if haunts a good word. <laughs> um, it did for a while. It really bothered me for a while. Just Even just how like the last play played out um, bothered me for a while. But uh, now, you know, you get older, you get over it. But I was sick at the time. I was very sick and probably for some years after that. Some of these other questions. Here's another weird one for you guys. Weirdest teammate you guys had in college? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any weird teammates. Oh, he's a nice guy. Shout out, shout out my boy Bruiser. That's my man <laughs> on the gram, but that guy is a weirdo. <laughs> my guy, though. What about you, Tuck? Uh... I mean, I had a teammate that thought that he was a ninja. I'm not going to say his name, but, uh, yeah, like, he, he, he really thought he really thought he was a ninja. So, um, you got to speak on that. Yeah, can we get more insight on this? Well, you can't, that's terrible. These people asking these great questions, and you just giving them nonsense. I'm not a ninja. That's crazy. I had a teammate named, named Aaron Fuller that thought he was a ninja. So, was he breaking boards? <laughs> was he breaking boards in the locker room? Uh, nah, he just he thought he was like he just do like he randomly do like a like walk up to you do like a karate <laughs> move. And just, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could he hoop? What you say? Could he hoop? 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was waiting for you to ask a question. <laughs> it's Kyle, we can't go let my man ask the question. Go ahead, Q. Now he's got all the stuff. I'm just I'm here. Q you had a you had a weird teammate? Had a few of them. Yeah. What they thought we had. We had one that was uh a team thief. Team oh. thief. Yeah. Well, I don't, if you want to count that as weird or just disloyal, don't, don't leave your stuff around them. <laughs> yeah, that was right. We had like three of those at Wisconsin. Yeah. All three of them got caught. Yeah. <laughs> On multiple occasions. They was bad. They was bad at it. Really? I'm surprised by that one. Uh, Can you elaborate? Nah, I mean, it's like just to some of the team. I couldn't even guess who would be on your team that could do that. Yeah, that would be weird. Oh, because you didn't know him. You wasn't even back in, uh, you and I don't even think you're back from Miami yet. I was like, early like freshman year. Yeah, like freshman, sophomore year. So. I was, uh, I think one of their dads was like a billionaire, they said, too. It was on the news and everything. Really? Who was like, yeah. like, yeah. this? Huh? This is public knowledge? Yeah, you can Google it. You can t- <laughs> oh, my damn. Now I feel bad. What's my Google? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you the story, dang. Elaborate, <laughs> Jordan. Drop his name. No, this, was, this, was, this, was pu- this is public knowledge. Like, it was on the news because I'll never forget me and my teammates. <laughs> Me and my teammate Rob Wilson, who I came in with, like we was always together, and we heard about it. <laughs> like they told us, I think before it was on the news about what happened, because they got in trouble, they got kicked off the team. And me and uh, me and Rob, like he was like, dang. So we rushed into the room. We were like at the grocery store. We rushed into the room, turned on the news, and it had they mug shot on the thing. And this is messed up, but like. <laughs> The way that one of my teammates looked in the mouth, it's like, damn, they did him dirty. They made him look like he was like a drug addict. Like I was like, dang. But me and Rob like fell out laughing, but it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't funny, but it was uh, it was crazy though. It was it was yeah. I thought I don't know. The dudes and one of them had the same last name as me, so people were, when I was walking around campus, people were looking at me like, didn't you get arrested? Like some people were like offended I was at their party because they thought I was gonna steal something. <laughs> I was like, dang. But no, it's crazy. In my world, I guess it is. Jeremy Glover and Diamond Taylor? Sir? Me? Public knowledge. (laughs) That's what a comment just came in on Facebook. Somebody looked it up. Did they ask the question? No, they said that's the people who got kicked off the team. If that's what they said, then I'll... Okay, okay. Here's the uh, another question from the Facebook comments. Um, from all your memories with all your college teammates, and you're all drowning in ocean, which teammate are you saving? That's dark. <laughs> Super dark. Hey, think about that. I had a teammate. Why does it gotta be all that? I had a teammate, Marquette. We went to the Maui Invitational. He's from New York. He couldn't swim, so we all it was an off day. We all go swimming. He almost drowns, right? Like, yeah. we had a like, cause he didn't tell none. He didn't tell none of us that he couldn't swim. So yeah. So luckily, some old people saved him. But that just made me think about that. What was, his, what was his ethnicity? 
I hear black, but you gotta have to Google that. <laughs> so, so that's the only one you <laughs> say what? You know he can't swim, huh? So he's the one you'd save just because you know he can't swim. I had to save a teammate if they was about to drown. Is the question? Yup. From college. Yes, your one college teammate you could save if they were drowning in an ocean. Your whole team's in the ocean drowning right now. You only need to save one. Hothopper. Ooh. You know why? Because I want to What? No. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, go, Jordan. Well, who you got? Who you got? Tuck, what you got? <laughs> what do you got going on? Nah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about business-wise. You saw my business-wise. <laughs> He's a future governor. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That's why. So I'm, I'm confused by the question, though. So everyone's in the ocean. You got to save one person? Yes, your whole team, all your teammates from college are drowning in the ocean right now. You got to pick one. Man, uh, that's mean. You got a few schools too, so it's yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. You got a lot of teammates. Tuck. I'm a lot of teammates. It's hard. <laughs> Maybe. You're like, I'm gonna get myself. I was like, I might save the coach. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start over next year, anyways. Wait, <laughs> I like what you're thinking. Look, hold well, on. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. say Tubby. I'm saving the coach. Well, not not all my coaches, but I'll say Coach Walter. Right. Coach Walter. Okay. Is this with the purposes of like starting the team over again? with the most or like damn, I need him with like I need him on the court. Probably, I mean, you could do. Why don't you give us the answer for both? The person you oh, need to kick right. it with, and the person you need on the court. Uh, all right, kick it with JD Wise for sure, and on the court, John Lure, easy. Okay. The uh, the other one that people have sent in best coach in the Big Ten. It's another bad question. <laughs> oh, wow, active. Hold on, who are you saying? I, I personally say the best coach that you had when you were playing is what I would say. Oh. I mean, but I mean, we could do now too. No, I'll say I, I have no idea. They did not tell me which one they're going with. They just said best coach in the Big Ten. I'll say Izzo or Matt Painter. I think those are two best coaches in the Big Ten. I can only go off success because I don't know everybody's like style. I don't know how they all coach. And I, I mean, our success is Izzo. But for me personally, obviously it's Coach Ryan. But okay. Oh dang! Tough one, you. <laughs> Trevor, you got caught up. It's after ten now. Let's get this shit going. No. Blake is coming through. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Depending on what the question is, if it's like who's the best. I mean, it's like Beeline, Izzo, like those guys when we were there, but. Um, I don't know. That's a weird question. The next hey, one we got, are you 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 done with it? Or are you, yeah. you coming up with something? Okay, you done with it? The next one is for Trevor. 
How long did it take you to make the video where you said you're coming back for one more year? <laughs> like three hours. Oh, you made a video? No, no, I did it. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> what? What do you think? Next, you next question is next question. <laughs> next question. What? Next question. What? Yeah. Where's this video next at? Question, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who filmed it, Jenny? <laughs> 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 No, no, we, no, it was the worst. It was, it was so bad. It was me and Rodney in the video, and they they want us to film a video about the situation, and it was, it was it's so bad. It pops up on memories on Facebook every year. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> Is that your biggest regret at the U of L? No, I've had a lot. No, no. <laughs> a lot of regrets at the U. <laughs> Three hours, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my bad. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to bring up bad memories, Trevor. Right, that's oh. right. My fault. All right, boys. So, any other things you want to elaborate on off the top? I thought you had all the questions. The, they're coming in Facebook Live. I have not gotten any new ones yet from the producer. I'm people watching. I didn't. Know, I didn't even know we were running live until I got the messages coming in. Yeah, I thought this was all. This, if I knew that, I would have posted it all over my Facebook feed. Yeah, man. Uh, what you got for us? Yeah, come on, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, I, I still <laughs> get bummed because I really wonder what it would have been like if, you know, I mean, if you three were there, if Rodney, or first of all, if Rodney and Royce, which you wouldn't know, would be there. But if you three did end up going to the U, you didn't go to Marquette. Everybody stayed there, right? And then Rodney and Royce came the following year. Do you think it would have even happened like that? Or do you think they'd be like, there's too many miles to feed? Or do you think people would be like, all right, team up. Let's do this. Do you think it even is that possibility? No, I think it's not. If I'm Jordan, I don't go because you got, you're playing behind Al, who at the time he was the starting point guard in it, but it's, it didn't make any sense because, like I said, he's a year older, so you're still going to have to have that combination. Tuck could have made it work because Blake, we they could play two and three together. You know, they could have made it work because Blake played a lot of three for us. But yeah, I think, it, I mean, it would have been fun. We definitely, we would have been fun playing with each other. It would have been a lot of mouse people. I mean, a lot of top programs, like, you know, I didn't need to ball my hands. Tuck can give you 40. Jordan can score, like, I don't think it would be an issue. We all been home, kicking and having a good time, enjoying each other. In my opinion, speak for yourself. If it's me, I'm going. I would have gone. If they was nice, if we was actually a winning team, I'm going. And all my friends, I could go play with Tuck and all my friends. Like, true. You would have stayed. Would I? I am just hey, I'm just I, no question. I would have been up in there <laughs> like boogers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> they're kicking it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would have been a real like a really easy decision to go there if that was the scenario. I mean, like me and Jordan, at like at one point, I think we were like sophomores, junior, maybe early in junior year, or whatever. Like we were talking about playing together. We're looking at schools that were not like not realistic in the long run, but like like USU, Nick. <laughs> right? If you <laughs> if you got if you have that opportunity and it's like and it's at home and it's in the Big Ten and stuff like that would have been a no brainer. But yeah. like 
I said that, I mean, that's, that's where the, the culture was bad. And like, like it, it, it wouldn't have been hard to, to get us to go, but like they literally did everything they could to make it. So we didn't even consider it. So. So Dan Munson was the sole reason why there was zero chance of that. I mean, for all three of you. The only reason I was considering him initially, to be honest, but yeah, obviously because you're home state. But then me and Cole talked about like for a little bit, like okay, if Cole would have went, then I was like, yeah, of course I would have like went because I think we would have been, you know, put some guards with next to me and Cole, and you know, we gonna have some success. But I, I mean, I knew he's for sure. He was locked into Kansas like right away, and then I got hot, I got locked into Marquette pretty pretty soon in the process. But um. Man, yeah, it'll be fun to see some of those teams, you know, some of those top more of the guys staying in, staying there. How about technical difficulties? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me and Jordan, like, I think we wanted to play together in college. So, like, if that would, if that would have been an option early, then it would have at least been something we like. like so, are you gonna go to Iowa? 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 You couldn't go to Iowa, Jordan? I shouldn't go to what? Iowa. Man, I committed to Wisconsin well before. I committed to Wisconsin like before June, my junior year even started. Oh, see, so I talked about it for like a week then, basically, you're saying. You know, we know each other since we was like 13, right? Yeah. You say you committed three years later then. No, I, mean, uh, I went on a visit. We with each other every day for like, what, like from probably seventh grade to like, what, 10th? Why did you commit to Wisconsin so early? Just because? You just knew right away that's what you wanted? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. When I went on the visit, I uh, I went to a football game. I was like, oh, this is dope. I didn't even know what the swing was. I was like, this is dope. This is dope. I like to, I went to like Michigan. I can't remember what game I went to. Like Michigan State or something like that. It was rocking in there. I was like, oh, yeah, it was over. Yeah, I could imagine. A parties. Yeah. We got a, a few more questions that came in on the Facebook Live. Uh, everybody wants to know what the experience was like playing in the tournament. Ooh, can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was fun. I think just the whole process again, Selection Sunday, you get there, you find out what draw you are, and just playing the whole thing. You know, we all look forward to it. When we go to college, it's like the whole experience now. You know, every game counts. Obviously, Jordan was farthest of three of us but I think it's just a fun experience like from the beginning you know conference tournament to that Sunday to preparing for that first round matchup like it's you know some of the best times especially you know that the season's almost over it's time to you can relax for a little bit <laughs> um I'll say it was like uh it was the most fun experience I've ever had and also one of the worst experiences you ever had because it's like losing you get so hyped up because all of March, even since like the big 10, 10 tournament or whatever conference tournament, it's like two, it's the two shortest seasons in the world. So it's like you get all hyped up and like you can see a physical, you can see a goal that you're going for and it's only like three days away or three weeks away. And then it's like, that's exciting. And you win one game and you're crazy, you're hype, you're hype, you win the next game and then you're hype and then you lose. And it's like, oh man, it's just like all that joy just comes out to you. So it's, but I loved it. Playing in the arena and all that was a bit like playing in the, you know, you go out to, when you go outside, you got the band playing and everybody's family's there. It's dope. It's one of my favorite playing experiences ever. Another one that was asked, what's the play that you've made 
that you're most proud of in college basketball? Probably don't even remember them. I'll back to five. You said what, what play are you most proud of or what play like sticks out the most? Man, it could be either one. That's just what what is said, proud of, but it could be either one. Uh, I don't know if I oh go ahead, Jack. There you go. You probably had some versus Ohio State when y'all knocked them off. Some big threes. I, I was gonna say I don't know if I have any plays that I'm like proud of. I have plays that I remember. Like, yeah, I, like does it really stand out? I had one against Ohio State. Uh, you know, with Kraft on the left side, and it was on a huge run. Um, that was pretty. I remember that was dope. But I also had a play against Duke the year before. I think Andre Dawkins got it in transition, and he like he tried to shot fake, and I guess what he was going to do, he tried to throw a pass, and I picked it off, and we was up like three or something. Like I don't know, we were up. and I or I picked it off, and I had it, and I could like hear the crowd go crazy. I was about to throw it up ahead for an easy layup, and then I think it was like. Singler, Nolan Smith hit it out from behind my hand, right back to Dawkins. He hit a three, and we went from, like, up three to tied. I was, I was like, oh, damn. And I'll never forget, we ended up winning the game, and I went out that night, and some dude was like, hey, JT, you went from zero to even so he said, you went from zero to zero. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I, was, I, I just got more plays that, like, stick out, I guess. About you, Tuck. Uh, I don't know. I, this is about Jordan, but I remember playing when we played Wisconsin. I think it was freshman year, and on the scouting report, we had Jordan was shooting like ten percent from three or something like that. <laughs> freshman year, I was trash. And our coach, our coach was like, "We're going over the scouting report." And our coach was like, "Yeah, if Taylor gets it. We're going under all ball screens, uh, like short close out on him." Like, we're encouraging him to shoot and then contest it late and stuff. And I was like, Coach, I, I don't think that that's, like, I, I don't think that his, like, his percentage is indicative of his actual shooting ability. And our coach, I said it in front of the whole team, and our coach looked at me like, like I've never felt so stupid before. Like, everyone kind of turned and looked at me, and, like, it was just one of those, like, you're a freshman, like, it just because it's your friend doesn't mean that, like, he's a better player. Type look, and I was like, went, went, uh, downhill for you after that. Well, so I just, said, huh? <laughs> is that what went downhill for you? At Iowa? Yeah, so I just sat there, I was like, all right, but then I think you hit you hit a three at the buzzer to tie the game, but I think you yeah. hit another one to like win the game or something too in overtime. I got it like two in overtime, yeah. And so, we lost, didn't we? Do we, we win or lose? I think we lost. I, yeah, I think we won, but I think you I think yeah. you hit two buzzer beaters to tie the game, like to put it in I think we won in like double overtime. And I yeah. think I think I, you hit I think you tied the game in regulation and in overtime. And I remember like my coach after like coming up to me and being like, you know, if you see anything on the scouting report, don't don't hesitate to speak up. And I was like, Well <laughs> that's that's one of the moments I remember the most just in feeling like like you just you don't have a lot of freedom in college basketball. Like you are a part of a machine. Like you're a cogging machine. Yeah. I believe that. What about you, Trevor? Uh like Jordan, you know, there's a couple of players that stick out here and there. Um for one, just for example, you know, I had a big block versus Cody Zeller in the Old Depot when we played them, blocked a couple of their dunk attempts or you know, a couple of dunks dunking on people here and there in college. But 
like it's not, you know, it's something that flashes in my head every now and then. A memory pop up that I remember in my damn. Like that was kind of dope. But I have to actually go back. I can't think of anything like you know how Jordan just analyzed it. So I got to go back and kind of refresh some stuff. <laughs> okay, if uh, here's another one from Facebook. If March Madness was happening this year, who would you be picking to win it all? Uh, I'm going to I don't know. That's tough. Um, I like Baylor. I'm going to go with Baylor just because Newlands, he had, you know, local connection. They were number one for a while. They had a, they had a, they had a really good team. Uh, Kansas was pretty good. Uh, never count the Dukes of the world. But yeah, I'll, I'll go to Baylor. Okay. They're centers from Minnesota too, right? Uh, they just got, he just committed. So he'd be the next year. No, he part. he's talking about Gillespie. Yeah, yeah, he was a trainer. Oh, yeah, he went. Yeah, he played at like Carl Carlton or something for a year, and then transferred out to Baylor. Really? Yeah, and he was like, I think he was first team all defense, and he might have been defensive player of the year. I don't know. No, I, I think as a group he was, but um, he was first team all defense and stuff. Like he had a, he had a really good year. You going with Baylor too, Tuck? No, I would. I mean, I would like to see. Uh, I would have liked to see Duke win just because I think it would be cool to see like the Tyus and Trey thing come full circle if he was able yeah. to do what Tyus was able to do. Um, <clears throat> as far as like picking someone, I don't even think it would be possible because nobody was nobody stood out this year. I think a lot of it too is just how the tournaments would how the matchups would have shaped up. That's yeah. the big part. You know, yeah. Who has the easiest road to the the final four? And then, but you, Jordan. I'm sorry, I had a distraction. Could you repeat the question? If March Madness was happening right now, who would you choose to win it all? Like this year? This year. I don't know. I didn't I you know, who was ranked number one? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was like that. Who, so, but I'm saying going into the tournament, who's ranked number one? Kansas, I believe, right? Kansas is number one heading into it. Baylor was, and they fell off like the last couple weeks of the season. Baylor lost like five out of six games after they're ranked number one. They were they, Crazy. they were 20 to start the season. They spiraled. Kansas had all their players too, didn't they? They got in that big fight. Nobody got suspended for the season. They lost. Season. They lost one dude for the season. They got pretty much everyone. I'm going to go with Wisconsin then, because you can't tell me otherwise. We was hot, eight in a row. You know what I'm saying? We was streaking. Them boys is gritty. They were, they were gritty. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's nice. Nice. Good job. There you go. <laughs> but no, nah, they, they were rolling. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. And ESPN said that too. Here's yeah. a really good question. For a million dollars, winner gets a million dollars. Which one of you three, you obviously can't pick yourself, you're picking one of the other two to play one-on-one for a million dollars. Winner gets a mil. Ooh. Who are you taking? Who are you playing against? Wait, what was the question? So Jordan, on, this year? Trevor or Tuck? Trevor would be p- picking Jordan or Tuck. Tuck would be picking Jordan or Trevor. Who do you think you could beat to one play on one? one on one? For a mil. 
That's the question. How many dribbles? It doesn't say. You can you, you can make tough. up your rules for that. Yeah, how many fouls? Trev ain't playing no one on one. So that's I mean, I, obviously I'm choosing Tuck. Joe, you're not beating me one on one, bro. We didn't start. <laughs> Don't just dismiss me like that. Come on now. One on that's a one on one from where? What you how is it like a one dribble limit? Like I'm a, you, it doesn't say that. It just says yeah, two dribbles. It says if you had to pick one of the other two to play against, one versus one, winner gets a million dollars. Who are you picking to play? Who? Yeah. Who am I picking to play, or who's gonna win? Who are you going to pick that you think you'll beat to get a million dollars out of the other two? If we play close, if we play close to the basket, then obviously Trev. But if it's on the perimeter, then you can play. I mean, it's not. It's not saying you can't. Put the ball wherever, top of the key, whatever you got to do. Just hey, one or two dribbles, where are you going to go on two dribbles? That's, I'm that's, going to I don't, I don't, I don't think get a shot off against me on two dribbles, one or two dribbles. What did you just say? You're not getting a shot off on one or two dribbles. Where are you going to go? You ain't that quick. <laughs> this, this, this dude thinks he's oh, he Ralph Sampson, not the third. <laughs> The good oh, I was like, hold on. I was like, hold on. Like, don't do that. This dude, this dude knocking everything. No. I'm knocking, I'm just saying, you, you, know, you have disadvantage of only one or two dribbles. Like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I'm going to get a shot off, though. You, It's going to be more chance for you to get a shot off. You're saying you're going to block the shot? No, it's going to be a hard contest on one dribble. Where can you go? One dribble to the left, one dribble to the right. What's it going to do? I said two dribbles. He said one or two one dribbles. Dribble. I heard one or two dribbles. That's what I heard. Oh, my fault. Well, I met two to three. That's generally how you play one on one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, see, this is what I'm talking about. You about to question two to three dribbles in a one on one. That's how I know you don't play no one on one. No, you so, went from one to two to two to three. That's, that's one dribble versus three dribbles. Just, completely just, two different just, games. That's a different game. I can't misspeak. No, you can't. I'll, I'll just. I'll All right, just, then. Now, nah, Tuck, Tuck, you don't play one on one. How many dribbles you normally get in one on one games? Two or three. Yeah. So you mean, <laughs> okay. that's fine. Okay, so now, did you hear one or two dribbles too? Now that being said, that being said, is you don't think that we could get shot or I could get a shot off against you in two to three dribbles? Uh, two, three dribbles. Yeah, you can. Well, I said one to two. It's gonna be difficult. You keep back. All like, I need is uh, I can get one off with one, two. All right. But that being so said, you're you playing one on one for one dribble for money. I just said I can get one off for one. Like, obviously, it's going to be a tougher shot. You acting like you just going to block all these shots. Yeah, I'm just saying. Shot. Okay. Let me play it on the fish like I'm Isla. What? It's hard to choose. <laughs> next, next question. Just choose. Tuck, who you playing? Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it does. It doesn't matter who I'm playing. I'm taking the same approach. <laughs> so <laughs> it literally doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> either the either the shot's going to go in or it's not going to go in. So. Yeah. So, you, so you don't think there's, out of the two, which one will give you a better chance at a mill? You think it's even? In playing one-on-one, -on -one, two to three dribbles for a million dollars, I'm going to shoot, if we're playing to 10 or 11, I'm going to shoot five twos or threes or whatever we're going by. And so it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's going to be contested either way. So me and Trevor are the same height, so it doesn't matter. 
I'll take it. But <laughs> no, it's gonna it's gonna be a contested shot. Like one on one is the weirdest game ever because like it's gonna be a contested shot no matter what you do. So unless you're playing no dribbles and you're going from like space, like you're just gonna be you know check up. It's gonna be physical and you're gonna end up shooting a contested shot. So just hope that it goes in. Okay, so you don't feel con- I mean, do you feel like you're getting that meal though in that game? If the if you I make like playing, if I make my first two, I feel confident. If I don't, then no. Oh no! Next question. I mean, Tuck's the best scorer for sure. Like in my opinion, so I'm sure. I don't know. So I mean, that'll be tough. Like I said, today we all competitors. I'm, it's gonna be. It's, it ain't gonna be easy, regardless. So it'll be fun. Okay. So Order. I'm sorry, everybody on Facebook didn't want to pick anybody. So. Sorry about that. Huh? What do you think? I picked. Are you saying <laughs> you, said, you made a face? I I picked. You, the question was, I got to pick either him or I, him. I, I, said, I know. Yeah, I said, which one of the two do you think you're getting a mill against? Or do you think you're getting a mill against both of them? Oh, if you're scoring, like if you got to go, if I'm playing it's, offense, this is what it is. You're picking one of the other two to play, and if you beat them, you get a million dollars. Oh, I thought I had to pick him or him, like, in a one-on-one. No. Which one of the two would you want to play for a million dollars? And if you win, you're getting that mill. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I misheard that. (laughs) Um, Ooh. I I still, ooh, that's tough. I'm still going to go with Trev, though. How do you feel, Trevor? I feel good. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle regardless. It's a million dollars online, so I'll I'll make it work. Everybody's scared of you, Tuck. We actually had a scenario like this a couple summers ago, where uh, an NFL player decided randomly one night that he could beat me in one on one, and he bet Jordan what was it like one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I, I don't even remember what dude's name was. He was one of uh, Marcus Williams' like teammates or friends or something, and he was in town. And he like he just decided. Oh, the safety, the safety. What's his name from the Jets? I don't know. He was good. He was like a Pro Bowler. No, he was good. Yeah, but they was yeah they was disrespected overseas at the time. I was like, man, y'all he was... just he decided. Hey, that... No, huh? no, not no, not him. Muscle, you know, he ain't have no neck. He yeah he he picked like I don't remember why it was me I think Marcus was talking about me and so this dude was like I can beat him and so actually I don't even know if it was one on one it was like I couldn't score on him or something oh, and he must not he must not know he bet like he was he was saying he was gonna like I think he said a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand or something where Jordan was ready <laughs> Jordan, Jordan was like Jordan was like I'll put the money up you win we'll split it. <laughs> Did Marcus just talk him off the ledge? No, I mean it it wasn't a serious proposition. It was more of a flex than anything, but I don't know. I mean, we could have we could have done it probably on a smaller scale, but we probably could have got some money off of it. Man, I would have loved to get that. That would have been awesome. Next next time we're gonna have to start getting football players to try to play you guys in basketball one on one. Whatever ratings money we get, we're splitting. Right. The money's not flowing like like it was before. So <laughs> the recession's gonna hit hard. So I don't know if that's that's happening. 
Well, here's the next question. During recruiting, was there a player that was at the school that influenced your decision? For example, Jordan was talking about Devin Harris. Did you guys have a player that helped persuaded you to go to a certain school? Mine was uh, Dwayne Wade. He was in your ear? Yeah, I talked to him once, and I was like, kind of when he was going through his, like, after the Final Four happened, he went to, uh, then, um, then he had the Miami run, you know, killed the Dallas and everything, and Coach Cream, you know, he always just spoke high of Coach Cream. Coach Cream had things rocking over at Marquette, so I think that was a, that which made, like, influenced me for sure to, to commit over there. Jeez. That's, that's a pretty sweet stamp, actually. That's dope. Oh, shit. What about you, Tuck? Um, mine was actually, like, my roommate, Matt Gatons, was, I mean, we were, we were the same age. We were both incoming. So um, talking to him and kind of realizing that we would have an opportunity to play right away and have an impact right away, um, kind of I formed a relationship with him, you know, so – like that was that was probably the biggest influence was finding someone that you you think you can be successful with. Okay. And Jordan was yours. Was that uh, was it actually Devin? Nah, I was kind of using Devin as a as a larger scale. Um, yeah. uh, Devin, I mean, he's, uh, I was still young, I guess. I didn't pay that much attention to Wisconsin at that time. But uh, I'd probably say if I had to choose some someone, probably Cam Taylor. So I just kind of looked at, I knew Cam growing up as a kid. He hung out with my brother. So then when I kind of, I, I remember watching, he had a good game against UNC in the, in the, what was it? Elite Eight? I think, yeah, Elite Eight in 2005. Like, just that Sean May team and all them. There was Sean McCamp. And uh, Wisconsin almost won, and Cam was killing. So was, and then, you know, as I got older, I was like, and then Wisconsin came on my radar. I was like, oh, I'll talk to Cam, so. And it was like almost like a competition because I want to be better than Cam was at Wisconsin. So. Dang, okay. So that that's, I mean, that, that so you really think that influenced completely your decision to go there then? Or you think it was just? Uh, I wouldn't say completely, never completely, but it was a factor, something like that. Competition that Cam don't even know nothing about, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, would, I wouldn't say completely, but it was a it was a factor. Were you guys um? This is random. This was a text I was talking with with some of the guys, actual all of our mutual friends. Were you guys a part of that tournament out in was it Chicago? Wasn't it for a million dollars? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were in it. Were you in it, Tuck? Yeah. Who'd you play with? Team for that. Uh, it was me, 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 Jordan, Cam, Matt. Uh, well, we were supposed to have Royce, but he broke his nose. I think he broke his nose at summer league or something. He couldn't play. Um, who else do we have? Jordan Enriquez and uh, Sean Pruitt. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we. I, I mean. I don't know. We <laughs> we didn't take it very seriously. But this was before. Like it's such a big deal now. But <clears throat> we played in it. It wasn't like it wasn't of like the magnitude it is now. Like it was more just like a I don't know. Like it, it was a, a money tournament. But like I mean, we were down there for we were down there for like damn near a week, aren't we? We were down there for like five days. 
Who, in Chicago? Yeah, because we went, we practiced. Uh, huh? Uh, I thought we were there for like a day and a half. I thought we practiced. We left, didn't we? I left. Nah, bro, we were there for you. You left and came back, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I left. Yeah, we were. We went down like two or three. I think we went down like two or three days early and practiced a couple times, and then we played, and then we stayed. Remember, we stayed in uh, Coach Moore's condo, like the not that night, but the night after we stayed yeah. again. We were there yeah. for like five days. Like it was, we didn't take it like, like if we were playing in it now, like it would be a little bit more serious than than what we took it. I think. Three of them days was two of them days were after uh, after we played. Yeah. How, so how far did you get in it? We didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't get it all. Well, it was a good excuse to go see Shady, huh? Did you guys see him while you were out there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were in Chicago, not playing longer than we were there. Yeah, we were down there. <laughs> we're down there kicking. You guys yeah. think about joint or doing it again? I did it last year and had a similar result, and it wasn't taken very seriously. Same thing, but I would do. I mean, I would do it. I would still do it. The only you have to, to play it. No, nah, the issue you just got to have someone organize. Like someone has to get the team together, and like the way that they do the entry and stuff. Like you have to have a social media following and stuff. So it really takes someone putting time and effort into it. I just don't think. I mean, unless you're playing like with an alumni team. Um where someone's, like, very passionate or, like, one of the teams that's, you know, representing a cause or something, but to just, like, get a group of, like, like guys together. It's like someone, like, if we wanted to play, like, the Minnesota guys, like, one of us would have to take the initiative. That's just not going to happen. I think we can figure something out if you guys are serious about that. I think I know some people that would handle the social media stuff for you. I mean, just I know you. I don't think they're going to have it this year at this rate. But. Well, not this year, but when, when the pandemic is no longer an issue. If that is something you guys are looking for, I guarantee I can find some people to handle that for you. You got to get past yeah. the first round, though, if, if I find somebody to do all that effort. No guarantees. No guarantees. Trev, you, you strapping back up to playing that? Actually, I was going. I was going to this summer. Uh, I've been every year. People talk to me about it, but you know, being overseas, the summers are always so short. So you get two months, and you got to commit. You know, a couple few weekends, and before you know, you're back in the keys. But this summer, I was actually planning on playing. So we'll see how that works out and what goes on. Who was all on your? T- or gonna be all on your team? I was gonna play with Marquez alumni team. Okay. So it's a lot like Jarrell McNeil. Um, David Gardner, just like a lot of us, they, they've been pretty successful with Dwight Bikes. They've been to the Final Four like two or three times. So they, they, they've been pretty good, pretty close. Okay. You trying to win Gordon, it. Who are you going to be playing? Yeah, with? right. <laughs> who was I, when, this year or when? Last year, you mean? Or last year. Oh, I played with a Wisconsin team, but, you know, Nigel and, and well, I don't want to make it seem like Nigel, my bad. Nigel had to back out. He had some other uh, commitments. So then, like, the, and then Ethan did too. So I think the team kind of fell apart. And ended up being like with some guys from Miami and all that. So it was just poorly, uh, it was poorly done. But it was just—it's hard to get guys together sometimes. Okay. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming out and, and talking smack and getting you guys going a little bit. 
it was fun to watch uh, Jordan and Trev go at it for about 10 seconds before it all settled down, all the dust settled. But I appreciate you guys coming on to talk Big Ten basketball. I'd love to have you guys back whenever you want to come back to talk about whatever. Thank you. Tuck, sorry for putting you through that at the end there. Oh, man, Jordan is the word. I can't do no podcast with Jordan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, I appreciate it, though. Good seeing y'all. Definitely Thanks, do it again. Yeah. I'll bother you guys later. All right, guys. Yeah.